Good morning, listeners. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Tokyo's 2020 podcast. We're here to wrap up all day nine action for Sunday and preview of Monday, day 10 from Tokyo. Uh, Sunday, what a day it was for Australia. Our most successful day in Olympics history. Uh, it all kicked off this morning. Emma McKeon in the pool. She won gold in the 50 metres freestyle, overtaking Thorpe and Liesl Jones. That was backed up about an hour later when she helped the women's 4 by 100 metre medley relay team to gold, mowing down the Yanks in the last 100 metres. Uh, Logan Martin of uh, Logan Monster Energy fame, he won the BMX gold after a huge first round score, seeing him good enough to take home the freestyle. And then our boy, Matty Wern, who we've been spruiking since day dot, cruised home in his glorified joy run, aka the medal race, in second securing the gold for Australia. I'll introduce you to my co-host tonight or this morning, Tom Murphy. Tom, how are you doing? Very well, thanks, Ollie. What a day. Al, Alex Van Anholt, how'd you find today? Yeah, mate, day nine, very good. Record day, as you said, and um, can't believe we've made it through 10 podcasts, 10 great number, uh, in, amount of events in the decathlon, which is my favourite event as well. So there's a fair bit of synchronicity in that one, so... Absolutely buzzing and I can't wait to see what's in store for day 10. And it's a very special episode tonight. We've got a special guest, Australian sporting royalty joining us tonight. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce the great Ray Rabs Warren. Ray, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Tom, Alex, Ollie, what an absolute pleasure it is to be here. I've, I've commentated State of Origin uh, grand finals. I've been in the Pan Packs, the Com Games, the Olympics, but but this is top of the crop. Thanks for having me, Jets. How's your weekend been, Ray? Run us through your, what you've been up to. Ollie, it's, it's been an absolute sporting bonanza, as you can imagine. I've been glued to the TV and the couch. My swimming, well, what a week it's been. And, and that's caught my attention both yesterday and today. I love my golf, Ollie. I've watched a lot of that and the athletics starting. That's always quite exciting. The track and field. So, so uh, Rabs, how have you found the first week? I mean, we've, we've had a lot of success in the pool. Did anything else catch your eye? Oh, Tom, I, I think the ladies in the pool have, have certainly been front and centre. The rowing's been impressive. But, but for mine, it's tough to go past what, Ariane Titmus and Emma McKeon have achieved this week. The legend of Launceston and Emma McKeon going into the history books by coming Australia's most decorated Olympian has been something truly magnificent to behold. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there, Rabs. I've also got to say it's an absolute honour to uh, meet you tonight. It's a shame we're having to do it over Zoom and we can't have Absolutely, Alex. Um, with your great mate Gus as well, who's um, uh, a great friend of mine on Twitter. Um, but yeah, just on that, so you've gone through your favourite uh, athletes of the week. Have you got a favourite gold from last week? It's, it's a tough question, Alex. I mean, it's like trying to pick a favourite child. Uh, they're, all, they're all just so quality. You can't choose which one's your favourite. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I've seen a lot of great swimming races over the years, Alex. I, I think of 
the relay, the four by one hundred meter freestyle relay in Sydney. I think of Thorpe v the Alan Hugen band on Phelps in Athens. But Titmus versus Ledecky in the four hundred was was something so special. I think that last hundred meters from Ariane is something I'll remember and savor forever. So it's got to be Ariane Titmus in the four hundred. I can't go past that. Now this is a bit of a contentious question, uh, Ray. Uh, what have you thought of the Channel Seven coverage thus far? I mean, I know you're a, you're a nine man through and through, but what have you thought? Uh, you, you've obviously had to tune in. You've been forced to tune in. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, Channel Seven, a professional organisation. I I think the work of Ian Thorpe, the Nostradamus, uh, and Liesl Jones. Liesl Jones, that sounded just like it did back when I used to commentate her at the Pan Packs. Uh, but it's been quite impressive and enjoyable to listen to those two. Uh, I think the only the only man I have an issue with is the man in the middle, the biggest snoz in Australia, Basil Zemplis. Uh, he, he, I mean, a nice guy along with Nathan Templeton, but the more we hear of Thorpe and Jones, the better, I say. No, I can't disagree with you there. I don't mind Basil, but uh, the actual, he's actually the Lord Mayor of Perth, if you didn't know that. Um, our loyal listeners um, but just before we get uh, just before we lose you here Rabs I know it's getting a bit late it's probably past your bedtime um, obviously rugby league is your forte uh, it's been a big origin win for the Blues this year and it looks like it's going to be a, a, a pretty two-sided affair heading into the final parts of the NRL competition so just it would be remiss if we didn't get the uh, chance to ask you who, who do you think is going to actually win the NRL this season yeah really Really tough question. I think it comes down to two sides, Alex. I think it's between the Mountain Men, the Penrith Panthers, and, and the boys from Melbourne. Uh, we saw the storm get up today, and and I think they're in a, a mean run of form. I think Penrith's ability to lift in the final all depends on on how they glue once Nathan Cleary returns. But, but for mine, I think there's just a couple of question marks over the Panthers in recent weeks, and and it's leading me to think the store might just be the, the side to beat this year. Rabs, thank you very much for your time. It's been, like I said, an absolute honour having you on our show. Um, we're very much looking forward to hearing you in the commentary box soon. Um, and hopefully one day Channel 9 will manage to wrangle the, the rights off those, those pests at seven and we can get you back commentating the Olympic Games. But for the meantime, you have provided us with some outstanding footage here of you commentating the famous four by 100 meter medley relay today, which we'll leave for our listeners to hear. Um, thanks for that, Raps. We'll talk to you soon, mate. Thanks, gentlemen. And welcome back to Tokyo. We're coming to you live with the women's four by 100 meter medley relay. This is the last event for the ladies, the golden girls, the pride of Australia. And here come the Australians. Kaylee McEwen will be swimming the backstroke, Chelsea Hodges the breaststroke, Emma McKeon the butterfly, and Kate Campbell will bring them home with the freestyle. McEwen in the pool for Australia, Moss of Canada here, one of the big dangers. Regan Smith of the United States poses a huge threat as well. We're off here on McEwen out well, Moss leading at this stage. McEwen, the perennial slow starter, but she's got a fast final 50, doesn't she, Kaylee? 
Kaylee from Queensland. What a superstar. What a revelation she's been at these games. There's about 25 metres to go, and this is where we've seen McEwen explode in the 100 and 200 metre finals. Can she do the same again? Moss leads by about a neck, but McEwen's getting closer and closer and closer like a shark. She's coming after Canada. So Chelsea Hodges is going to have our work cut out for her here. Finish ninth in the final of the 100 metre breaststroke. And look who she's up against. The power of Lydia Jacoby from the United States. The 100 metre breaststroke champion. Look at her go. But Hodges, to her credit, sticks with her. Look at the courage of the youngster, the 20-year-old. Wow. Just needs to hold on for 20 more metres. Hangs in there for dear life. The US leading by about half a body length. And have you ever seen a goat swim? Well, you have now because here comes McKeon. And look at McKeon go. She's hunting down the United States of America. McKeon, she's won the 50 metre freestyle, the 100 metre freestyle, bronze in the 100 metre butterfly, and she's doing a cracking job for Australia in the final event of this Olympic meet for the ladies. About 25 to go, and it's the United States leading by about a body length from Australia and Canada. But McKeon continues to claw into that deficit. Look at her go. She's got it back to about half a body length now. Maybe even neck and neck as they're just about to hit the wall. Campbell in for Australia. Wow, that was a quick reaction, wasn't it? Straight off the blocks. With about 20 metres to go, it's neck and neck between Campbell and the United States of America. Campbell probably leading by just a neck. She's got to hold on and find the wall. She's tiring, but I think she might get there. Campbell does it. Australia in Olympic record time. And if that's the last time we see Kate Campbell in an Olympic pool, well, what a fitting farewell. What a fairy tale ending. Oh, we'll move on to the next stage of the pod, which is a review of all today's action. Um, it started off this morning at the golf course. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman in action for the Aussies. Uh, Smith finished tied for 10th, 14 under, which is a fair effort considering the field. And Leishman was 51st overall, two under. Uh, Xander Shoffley from the US took it out after a stunning shot helped to save par on the last hole. Uh, Rory Sabatini came second and CT Pan from Taiwan finished third after a seven-man playoff to decide the bronze medal. Uh, 8.45, the equestrian kicked off. Um, I'll have to mention this one as I fielded a pretty angry phone call from my mother this morning asking why we hardly ever talked about the equestrian. So this one's for you, Kath. The team eventing, the Aussies hit second behind Great Britain. Andrew Hoy, Shane Rose and Kevin McNabb is the Australian team. Um, And individual standings, Hoy sitting seventh overall Rose ninth and McNabb 15th. The shooting, we had the men's 25-meter rapid-fire pistol. Sergi Egvlavarsky finished 19th in the first round of qualification. Bird, you're keeping a close eye on the hockey today. The Kookaburras in action against the Dutch, your boys. Yeah, the Kookaburras, my boys today. So they um, it was quite a tense game. Actually had an early 1-0 lead and then the Dutch clawed back. It looked like we're going to take it out 2-1, but then the Dutch were awarded a contentious penalty stroke um, with just minutes remaining in the last quarter. Um, they duly 
scored that as you don't see many pe- people miss a penalty stroke to send it to two all and it finished at two all um, which saw the game head to penalties now the penalties in hockey are actually different to the the penalty strokes penalty stroke you're sort of five meters out and you've just got one push but the the penalty shootout you start at the um in the front third line and you've got eight seconds to score it so it doesn't matter if the if the goalie saves it you still get another chance you just got to knock it in in the eight seconds um it was actually our goalkeeper, Andrew Charter, who was the hero today. He saved the first three Dutch penalties and the Cookers boys scored their first three. So that sort of goes through. Um, interestingly enough, it was Timmy Brand, who's had an awesome tournament. He, he scored the winner today, uh, which saw us through. He actually grew up in the Netherlands and currently plies his trade over there. So um, I'm sure there'll be a few disappointed friends of his and uh, Dutch colleagues. But um, that's awesome to see. The, Dutch, the, the Aussie boys, sorry, was so good through the group stage and... Um, deservedly head through to the semifinals where we will play the Germans on Tuesday. And I think after that, we were back at the uh, the skate park for our favourite event. Yeah, so we had the BMX finals, uh, freestyle finals, and uh, kicking it all off this morning was Natalia Dean. Dean. Um, she was uh, finished fourth, with pretty disappointing result for her. She was in and amongst that third spot for a while, but just got pushed out. That was followed by our main man, Logan Martin, um, oh, Al, you had a question on the women's final? Yeah, it's actually disappointing for Natalia. She put um, quite a good first routine together and then looked like she um, suffered a knee injury. She's actually had four knee reconstructions, they were saying on the commentary today. So she just went out there and tried to do um, her best to replicate that. But um, the Pommy girl ended up pulling out a 97.5 or something ridiculous. Um, so tough luck for Natalia, but I'm sure she's young enough that uh, Paris is still well and truly um, on the radar for her. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but it's better news for the men. We had Logan Martin, um, one of our favourites on the show. Uh, he got a historic gold medal, capped off in a brilliant first round 93, um, which was no one was good enough to beat. Uh, he was going last, obviously, so he had a um, free run to do whatever he liked in his second round, um, where he just sort of tried, tried to pull off a few speculators that didn't didn't quite work. So then he just sort of showboated around, which was good to see. Um, what do we think of that one, lads? Tom? Oh, yeah, it was pretty pretty bloody impressive. I mean, I'm not too well versed on the old BMX freestyle, but uh, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, and I think like listening to a couple of interviews afterwards, it seems as though, you know, he's really, for the last couple of years, that's been his main focus. And you know, perhaps it's answered a few of the critics' questions, you know, whether a sport like the BMX freestyle should be in the Olympics. It seems as though these guys, are genuine for them, it's genuinely the pinnacle of their sport now. So uh, it's something great to see. And, yeah, he's, um, you know, pretty well-spoken. He took me by surprise. Quite a well-spoken bloke, old Lopes. Yeah, he was great. And he, it was good to see him get emotional there at the end. He said it's probably the first time he's teared up in an interview. So it's exactly what we're saying. It goes to show how much it meant to him. Al, I believe you owe Logan an apology after uh, a few comments last night. Yeah, I do. Um, Logan, from the bottom of my heart, I'm deeply sorry. Um, I saw you've got the skate park in your backyard. Um, and on that, there's a sponsorship with uh, Rockstar Energy Drink. So I'm deeply sorry that I got your sponsorship wrong and you actually sponsored by Rockstar instead of Monster. Um, but much for muchness, I'm, I'm not a big fan of either, but yeah, absolutely awesome. And I have to agree with you there, Ollie, in terms of the, uh, the fact that there was a few people criticizing the inclusion of these new sports, but uh, one watch of one of their runs, 
absolutely outstanding. They, they do things with their feet um, moving through the air, which I couldn't do sitting on a couch. Um, and yeah, I'm now well-versed, you know, in the tail whips, the, uh, the front flips. And I believe, I think I made this up, but the saw a couple of front flip corkscrews as well. So it's a truly entertaining sport. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing big logs defend his crown in Paris. Thanks, Al. Tom, we'll throw to you. You were keeping a keen eye on the athletics. Yeah, we had quite a few Aussies uh, in action this morning. Um, we had the women's 3,000-metre steeplechase with Georgie Wincup, Genevieve Gregson and Amy Cashin. Um, unfortunately for Georgie and Amy, they weren't able to progress, but congrats to Genevieve who qualified for the final. Then we had the uh, the win the women's long jump um, that was at ten to eleven. This was just a qualification uh, jump, and Brooke Stratton was did uh, very well there. And I think she I think she almost jumped her personal best to qualify for the final, which is a huge effort. And then we had the uh, heats of the men's four hundred. We had Alex Beck, Stephen Solomon, and uh, Steve Solomon qualified fourth fastest there. Um, beating the world record holder Wade Van Niekerk in the process. So he's through to the semifinal tomorrow, which will be a must watch. And just an interesting uh, point, Wade Van Niekerk, so he's the defending Olympic champion uh, and I think the world record holder, he is a first cousin of Cheslin Colby, the uh, Springboks winger. So they are some bloody good genes. Um, and then I think all we were into the table tennis. I don't know, is that held in, a, um, in, an, in an entertainment centre? I'm not too sure, but Australia were playing Germany. How did that go? Yeah, mate. The, um, the Australian versus German in the women, they, um, they were knocked out in the quarterfinals. But the, the men, they pushed through for tomorrow's game. So that, I think they've got their quarterfinal tomorrow. So that, that was good and bad news at the table tennis centre. Um, the diving, we had Esther Quinn. She finished in 12th place overall. China's Shi Ting Mao took out the gold medal, completing the double by also winning the three-minute springboard. Uh, it was a bit of disappointing for Esther. She started really strongly, and after round one, she was actually sitting in the bronze medal position, um, but then just failed to execute a couple of dives, which, um, which sort of hurt her chances. The women's water polo, they had a... a walk in the park or a, um, a pretty cruisy swim in the pool this afternoon against the Saffers. It was a massive 14-1 win. Uh, they play the Hungarians in the on Tuesday in the quarterfinals in what will be a much, much tougher encounter. Um, we had the athletics, the men's high jump. Um, this was this is sort of only just wrapped up, but we had um, Brand the Broken, Brandon Stark. He finished in fifth place. Um, the gold medal was shared between the Italian and the Qatari who we actually tipped in our multi. Uh, Tom, how'd you say this one? Uh, yeah, it was very high quality, high jump. Um, Brandon did very well there. I think he was probably tipped to come in and around fifth place. So he kind of lived up to the expectations. Obviously, we were hoping that he could maybe snag a medal there. But um, yeah, the Italian and the Qatari, far too good. The Qatari, as I said last night, he was the world champion in 2019. He was a little bit out of form going into this, but... Uh, he proved his class today. And uh, I mean, I don't know about you both, but I find it found it quite interesting that they decided the officials to um, avoid award the gold medal to both of them rather than going to some kind of like jump off, which I imagine could happen. Uh, and I think would maybe be a better solution in this case, but I don't know. What do you both reckon? Yeah, I agree with that. I think 
you seen how um, cutthroat some of the eliminations have been. Like in the shooting, we saw um, our girl Letitia get knocked out by having a lower ranking coming into the final. So that's that was a tricky one. Um, but yeah, perhaps they should just um, award them both the gold medal and cut it in half. That might be a better way to, to work it out. But um, if they're not going to do that, I think a jump off would have been um, awesome. I think they failed to clear the 239. So yeah. they cleared 230, 237. So surely um, bring it down to 238 and then three chances each. That's there's your gold medalist. That probably would have been the better way to decide it in my books. But um, I'm no high jumping expert. So I think we should leave it to the experts. Fair enough. Uh, so the men's 100 metre semi final and final. Uh, a lot of people see this as a pinnacle of the Olympics. We had Rowan Browning, our first chance at this um, in since Jesus played rugby for Jerusalem. Um, and he ran a 10.09 in the semi-final, just missed out on the final. Wasn't his best after running a 10.01 last night. Um, the gold medal tonight went to the Italian, Lamont Marcel Jacobs. Um, he got a big win over the uh, American in second and a Canadian in third. The women's 100-meter hurdles, another tough break for an Aussie. Liz Clay, friend of the show, she just missed the final by 0.08 of a second. Devastating stuff for her. Um, and the men's 800-meter semifinal, a bit better news here. Uh, Charlie Hunter and Jeffrey uh, Reesley, they failed to qualify. But um, Peter Bowl, he's qualified second fastest for that, which is huge news. So he's a big chance at meddling in their 800 metres. Uh, the beach volleyball, that's just wrapped up. Mar- Marifa Artacho and Taliqua Clancy, they've won their uh, round 16 clash against the Chinese parent of Zhu and Wang in straight sets. So they'll have a quarterfinal appearance on Tuesday, which is definitely one to watch. Um, So that wrapped up our day today, Um, a a historic day for Australia, as we've already mentioned, Um, four gold medals, which has never been done before. So we'll now move into our preview of um, tomorrow's events. So on Monday, it all kicks off at the athletics track again, with the women's 1500 metres, Georgia Griffith, Jessica Hill and Lyndon Hill competing for Australia. And the women's 200 metres at 11.30, we have Riley Day. We've got the table tennis team qualifier. So that's going to be Australia versus Japan in the quarterfinals. And uh, then we move uh, back into the uh, canoe sprints, which is um, kicking off tomorrow. It's both canoe and kayaks. Uh, we've got first up the 1,000-meter canoe sprint with Thomas Green and Jean van der Westenhausen. Uh, very South African name, but he's actually competing for Australia. Uh, and then at 12.08, the women's K2 500-meter sprint, Jamie Roberts, Jermaine Roberts and Joe Bridgen-Jones. Um, and then 12.30, we're back at the rifle range, men's 50-meter rifle, three positions, Dane Sampson and Jock Rossiteer. One o'clock, the women's hockey quarterfinal, the Hockey Roos up against India. Now, they are strong favorites to win that and push through to the semis, so make sure you tune in to watch the girls in action. Um, and then we're back at the regatta for the, the sailing. Uh, we've got uh, just two people competing to, um, tomorrow. It's the women's 470, which is Monique DeVries and Nia Sherwood. They're going to race in race nine and 10. They currently sit 16th place overall. Um, and then we've got the mixed NACRA, 
So Lisa Darman and Jason Waterhouse, they finished fourth and sixth today. So they're currently fourth overall. They've got their last race before the medal race on Tuesday. Their last race is tomorrow, sorry, then the medal race on Tuesday. So they're a big chance of, of heading in, of getting up in into those third place. They're just behind, I think it's the Dutch in third. Um, and the, the other one is Matt Belcher and Will Ryan. They raced today um, in the men's 470. They finished second and third. They're currently sitting first overall by enormous 18 points. They're as close to securing a gold medal as you can get. Not that you would hear a thing from Channel 7 yet. They'll probably, um, they'll probably work it out maybe half an hour before their gold medal race, but we'll wait and see there. So they're back in action on Wednesday. So keep that one in your diaries. Um, and then we're into 4 o'clock. We go to the men's diving, the three-metre springboard. We've got Lee Shing for Australia competing. Um, and then Murph, you're going to take us through our first day at the velodrome. Yeah, absolutely. Always one we look uh, forward to. Uh, so tomorrow is the women's and men's team pursuit. Uh, and according to the analysis that we've done, uh, it seems as though we were in with a decent shot. We're not favourites for either event, um, but we'll be definitely good medal chances there. Uh, the men's team consists of Lee Howard, Kellen O'Brien, Luke Platt, Alexander Porter and Sam Wellsford. And the women's team of Ashley Ankandinoff, Georgia Baker, Annette Edmondson, Alexandra Manley and Maeve Plouffe. Uh, so that'll be definitely one to keep an eye on. The, the cycling will sort of be or in the, the track cycling we on in the evenings for the next few days. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, definitely one to kind of flick over to maybe don't trust channel seven to um, to steer you in the right direction. So you might have to get on the old seven plus app and switch over to the velodrome. Um, but yeah, let's hope we can kind of get a few medals there over the week. And then I think we had the finals of the equestrian tomorrow night. Is that right? All? Yeah, that's right. So the show jumping on tomorrow night, which my mum informs me is her favorite event of the whole Olympics. So that's certainly one to watch. Um, we are sitting in second for the team event. Um, so we're, a big chance, Andrew Hoy leading the charge as always. And then we're back um, to the uh, Olympic Stadium for the for some more athletics. Women's pole vault qualification, Lisa Parnov and Nina Kennedy for Australia will be competing. Um, and then uh, Steve Solomon, who we mentioned earlier, so, uh, he'll be running in the men's 400-meter semi. Uh, so he qualified today with a quick time. So he'll be looking to go one better. Uh, water polo, uh, we mentioned it last night, Australia up against Kazakhstan in their last pool game. Um, and then we've got women's weightlifting tomorrow night, the 87 plus kilograms. Uh, and we've got Charisma Amoe Tarrant competing. So um, uh, that'll be one that I'd say generally doesn't get that much fanfare, but I'd say given the circumstances and uh, the context around it and, and one particular competitor, I'd say that uh, particular event will get a lot of news tomorrow night. Um, the Chinese uh, lady, Li Wen Wen, uh, she's the, fav- the red hot favourite, but there's a Kiwi there in second who might just challenge her. Yeah, right. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Al, you've been keeping a close, close eye on everything football related so far for, for us. And it's probably our biggest game um, of our campaign. Aussies up against Sweden. I don't know about you, bikes, but I've avoided IKEA and all Volvos this last couple of days, just out of superstition. 
how are you looking? Yeah, mate, I'm much the same. I've uh, normally meatballs are a staple in my diet, but um, I've avoided that since uh, knowing we're going to be tackling the Swedes tomorrow night since that great win against the Poms on Friday. Um, so the Swedes, as we know, they were very strong in the group stage. They edged us out 4-2. Um, that was the game where Curry missed a penalty and then the Swedes just went up and put a couple in at the other end, uh, which is quite lucky. Um, they also flogged the Yanks 3-0, who we know are typically the powerhouse in the women's football. So quite ominous their form thus far. Um, but I think the key to us is uh, we've got the Swedish coach in Tony Gustafsson. Um, so he's got the inner knowledge of the Swedish football. Um, and I think it just comes down to the girls playing their own match, not worrying about them too much. We uh, sort of did that in the quarterfinal game against the Brits. And that second half in particular, uh, we might not have scored uh, too many goals in that half, but we played our best football all tournament and then followed it up in the extra time period there putting another couple um, in the Brits net. So um, that's a massive one tomorrow night, nine o'clock. Definitely looking forward to that one. It might mean we have a bit of a later start on the pod, but um, I'm certainly not complaining because I think that is going to be an absolute must-watch for any football fans or any um, Olympic fans. Yeah, and listeners, you know what a later start means. It means Al's had more beers, which normally leads to a better performance from the big fella. So make sure you tune in for that one. Uh, women's basketball is going to wrap us up tomorrow night. That's Australia versus Puerto Rico. The Opals need a massive win to sneak into the knockout stages. So another one to keep an eye on there. And uh, so we'll go through, that wraps us up for day 10 action, but we'll go through our multi from today, which is actually just landed our first multi. So hopefully everyone got on that because they'll now be a little bit richer than they were yesterday. So, uh, Al, how do you see it? Yeah, so um, a terrific result um, with the multi-landing just before we started recording tonight. There's um, a few technicalities in there, but we landed the cash nonetheless. So, Ollie, you kicked us off in good form this morning, tipping the girls in the women's 4 by 100 meter medley relay at $2.80, a juicy price. Um, and as we touched on, the girls just got the chocolates ahead of the, the Seppos, which was even better to see. So $2.80, a big green tick next to that one. And then myself, um, with the tennis, we had, I backed uh, the great German Alexander Zverev to beat uh, Kachanov from Russia in straight sets in the men's singles tonight. And he duly came through, um, winning at 6-3, 6-1, I believe. So that was $1.95. And then as we touched on, we had Mutaz Essa Barshin from Qatar. Um, to take the gold in the men's high jump. So a bit of a technicality there. We tipped him at $2.88. Um, but given that he, he shared the gold medal with the Italian, um, that's a dead heap. So for any non-punners out there, that means that the odds get split in half. So instead of getting the juicy $2.88, we get the uh, less juicy $1.44. But nevertheless, we got the chocolate. So... We tipped it up last night at $15.72. Uh, so those odds have actually halved to $7.86 with the uh, the dead heat there. But $7.86, multi is nothing to, to laugh at. Um, so if, you was, if you're a bit uh, suspicious of our tips leading into that, which I know a few of our listeners were, as we touched on last night, um, the time for suspiciousness is over and the time to get on our um, smart mail is now. That's exactly right. All right, so I guess everyone out there is desperate to hear what we've picked for our day 10 multi. 
Um, so I've gone with the water polo. Australia. I'm picking Australia to blow Kazakhstan out of the water. Um, Australia minus 17 and a half. So the line at paying $1.83. Tommy, what are you looking at? I've stuck uh, with a similar theme of what I went for tonight. I've gone for the long jump, so still in the field events. I've gone for Juan Miguel Echevarria of Cuba, paying $2 to win the men's long jump tomorrow. Uh, he most, most recently, he, he finished uh, third in the um, 2019 Worlds in Doha, but uh, he's come into a serious vein of form and... The two competitors that beat him in that event, one of them's not, not in the uh, Olympics and the other one's been in quite poor form. So I'm picking uh, Juan Miguel Echevarria at $2 to win the men's long jump. What about you, Al? Uh, outstanding, Tommy. I love the, the form you've been doing on the track and field events. And um, I don't know if our listeners are that keen on them, but I'm definitely keen on keeping to keeping backing them after his success tonight. So long may that continue. Um, I've actually gone a similar thing to Ollie here. Um, I've gone the women's basketball tomorrow night. The Opals um, got a 36.5 point start against the Puerto Ricans. So I'm tipping us to cover that. So taking the Aussie girls minus 36.5 at $1.80. Uh, they need a big win to get through to the knockout stages. And I believe that after a couple of sloppy performances, it looks like they're, um, they should be ready to, ready to pick it up and lead a late charge back um, into the medal rounds. Uh, we're actually changing it up a bit tonight, and this, I know this will get a lot of our uh, listeners excited. We're, we've now taking um, a fourth leg for the multi, so we're going to choose a listener's um, selection each night. That'll be available on our Instagram story tomorrow. We'll pop up a little question there. So if you've got a tip for Tuesday's um, Olympics events, we'd love to get that in. So give us a selection, an event, and a price, and we'll get that in. So we've actually got our first one tonight. We've got the great man, Macca, from the general admission Uh Definitely one of my favourite Instagram pages throughout the Olympics so far as well. They've um, got all the schedules throughout the day. So if you if you might miss a podcast, it's an easy one to go catch up on it there. And they keep it updated all the time with our many gold gold medal winners, silver medal winners and bronze medal winners. So if you're uh, looking for a quick recap of the day before you listen to our pod the next day, then that's the place to go. So the great man Maka has actually tipped up Sweden uh, to score more than one and a half goals against the Matildas tomorrow night. It's paying $1.57. Um, he's probably gone the opposite end of the spectrum to Ollie and I in terms of um, his anti-patrioticness, but um, they do their uh, punning experts on their, their punning experts over at the general admission. So um, they, he probably knows what he's talking about a little bit more than us. But so if you throw all those in a multi that's on sports, but it's $10.34 and, I'm sure you've got the little odds boost there as well to, to ramp it up a little bit. Well, that's just about all we've got time for tonight, lads. Uh, it's been another beauty wrapping up Australia's most successful day in Olympic history and pre- previewing what is another massive day tomorrow. As always, make sure you get in touch if you want to um, ask any of us a question, um, either via Twitter, Instagram or email. That email is ozlympics at gmail.com. Twitter is tokyos.2020 and uh, ditto for the Instagram page. Um, all right. I suppose we'll leave it at that. Anything from you, Tom? No, mate. I'm just excited for another day. Um, got a little bit of uni work tomorrow, uh, which I'll be able to fit in, I think, somewhere between Olympic events. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to another day. 
No swimming finals tomorrow at 11.30, Al, so you might be able to get a little bit more work done before lunch. Yeah, that's the plan, Ollie, but um, we've got the canoe sprint and the kayak sprint on, so uh, you know how much I love that. And I'm pretty keen to be heading back down the shipping lane after seeing all of our success down there last week. So uh, the more events, the better, I say. I agree, mate. Thanks for your time tonight, boys. Stay classy. Yeah.